Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. And trust me, I don't take that for granted. There's a lot of other things that could have tempted you to stay away. And, you know, I appreciate you coming, and I try my best to have something good for you every time you come. So uh, you're a blessing to me when you're here, and I hope that I'm a blessing to you when you are here. We're entitling Joshua chapter 13 tonight. If you look at the little line below uh, the, the, the chapter and verse or the book and and the chapter, it it says, but wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. And I think you're going to pick up on where that's coming from, because verse number one says this in Joshua chapter 13. Now, I actually think this is humorous. Look, Look at the verse behind me. Now, Joshua was old and stricken in years. And the Lord said unto him, thou art old and stricken in years. That's just humorous to me. I just find that, that funny. And, but here's, here's the key. And there remaineth yet very much land to be possessed. Now, from verse number 2, 3 to the end of the chapter, it is just simply a description of dividing up the land. This tribe gets this land from this boundary to that boundary. It's, it's pretty cut and dry. What stands out in this chapter is what we're looking at tonight. Verse number 1, now Joshua was old and stricken in years, and the Lord said unto him, Thou art old and stricken in years, and there remaineth yet very much land to be possessed. You know, you watch some of these infomercials, and they give you the list of all of the benefits of their product and what it offers, and they like to get down to the end, and you think they're all done, and they make it sound really good, but wait... There's more. And, you know, you you perk up when they say, but wait, oh, there's more? How could there possibly be more? I mean, what you're offering me is so wonderful right now. I can't believe there's more. And so that's what they say, but wait, there's more. Now, Joshua, as is stated here in Scripture, is old and stricken in years. Stricken means he's smitten. he's, 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 He's feeling it. His body is, is, is different. And Joshua is old, and he might have been tempted to think he is done serving God, but God says to Joshua, but wait, there's more. He says, there remaineth yet very much land to be possessed. This is a message for the older generation in the room tonight. Now, those of you that are younger, though, at the very end, there's a very important point for you as well. So, yes, the message is primarily for the older seniors in this room, but those of you that are younger, there's a very important point. As there was still yet more for Joshua to do, even though he was old and stricken in years, I think we can assume that that's true of Senior saints, even today, there's more. And while our senior years can be physically challenging, 
Think about this. At the same time, they can be some of your most spiritually prosperous years. As we get older, it's just a given. You're not going to be able to do what you once used to could do, at least physically. But as you see in this passage, there may be way more that you can do at that stage of your life spiritually. He's talking here to Joshua. He tells Joshua that he's old, and it raises the question, how old is old? And I love this quote from Supreme Court Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes. I love this. Old age is 15 years older than I am. I believe that. I, isn't that true? That's what old, you know, who, who's old? Anybody 15 years older than me? Not me. It's, it's got to be somebody older than me. And in this passage of Scripture, in this verse, I should say, the Lord is acknowledging a reality. The Lord is acknowledging that he is old and stricken in years. And everybody's going to get there, even those of you that are younger. It's the furthest thing from your... I mean, when I was in my 30s, I, I couldn't even imagine the idea of, of, of being in my 60s, and I'm here now. Now, the alternative isn't any better. You know, I'm glad I'm in my, in my 60s. And it just seems like you wake up one day and you look in the mirror and you say, who is that? And it just it just happens. And it's a reality of life that we all have to deal with. But that's balanced with some good news. Here's a quote. Even while acknowledging Joshua's advanced years, God still tells him about a job that needs to be done. No matter how much we have done in our Christian lives, there still remains much to do. And folks, for us Christians... That ought to drive you. That ought to encourage you. Yes, we may retire from our secular job, and there's nothing wrong with that. But folks, you never retire from serving the Lord. Never. In fact, as you retire from your secular job, you ought to be thinking, that gives me more time to serve the Lord. I'm freed up with, with those opportunities. And that's a good thing. If you're not careful as you grow old, you could get depressed, you could get discouraged, and woe is me, and nothing matters anymore. But physically, you may be declining, but spiritually, you could very well be at your prime. And when it all ends, as it did for Brother Buchanan about 8.15 yesterday, you, you end doing well, doing good, doing your best work. Another writer said, He is generally reputed, talking about Joshua now specifically, he is generally reputed to have been at this time about 100 years of age. He had spent about seven years in the conquest of the land and is supposed to have employed about one year in dividing it. And he died about 10 years after, aged 110 years. So we're talking about Joshua being a very old man. And I want us to look at several things tonight for those that are seniors and those of you that one day will be seniors. I want us to look at some important facts that we can uh, come to from this one verse. Number one, God acknowledges old age. The Lord said unto him, Thou art old and stricken in years. That's a reality of life. We get older. And as we get older, 
certainly our physical abilities become more wanting. That is described perfectly in Ecclesiastes. Look on the screen behind me in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse numbers 3 through uh, verse number 5. This is as accurate a description of old age and the challenges of old age that anybody will find. And if you're not familiar with this passage, especially if you're older, I think you'll find this very much intriguing. This is a description of the challenges that uh, folks who get older face. In verse number 3, it's described as old age is as in the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble. Most all Bible scholars say that's referring the keepers of the house or our hands in our arms. And it says they shall tremble. And isn't that true? You see so many older senior saints cannot control their arms, cannot control their hands. That's a description of an older person in Ecclesiastes 12, verse number 3. But it goes on. And the strong men shall bow themselves. Most scholars agree that that's talking about your legs, that, that, that you're, you're bowed, you're bowed. You, you, you see so many people, older people, that cannot stand up straight. This next one, I don't think anybody's got to explain to you what it means, and the grinders cease because they are few. Do I need to explain that to anybody? Talking about our teeth, losing our teeth. The grinders cease because they are few. And those that look out of the windows be darkened. Talking about losing our eyesight. Poor eyesight. The description very accurately continues. Verse number 4. And the doors shall be shut in the streets. The scholars that I studied in preparation for tonight tend to agree that that's talking about our speech becomes more difficult. The doors are shut in in the streets. Can't speak like we want to. When the sounding of the grinding is low, uh, you know, some of these are a little open to interpretation, but enough interpreters believe that to mean a loss of appetite. He shall rise up with the voice of the bird. The indication there is probably you have trouble sleeping. And all the daughters of music shall be brought low. That's generally thought of as hearing begins to suffer as you get old. Verse number 5, and when they shall be afraid of that which is high, well, of course, you know, how, how, how many folks in this room years ago you'd have been up on a table and you'd have just jumped right off, right? And you get older and you get up on a table like that, then you wonder, how am I going to get down? <laughs> years ago, you, you just jumped down. But now, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rethink this, you know. That's when you try to find some steps or something. And when they shall be afraid of that which is high, and fear shall be in the way. Older folks tend to have a lot more fears than than younger folks for whatever reason, but that tends to be the case. And the almond tree shall flourish. The scholars that I consulted said that when the almond tree blooms, it's white. That would be an indication here of white hair. And the grasshopper shall be a burden. It's very obvious to me for a lot of older people, little things that they used to never even think about become big things and bother them. 
You know, I, I've seen that in older people that I know things that they wouldn't have even thought twice about. Now it becomes like a really big deal. And desires shall fail. Tend to be less motivated. No, I don't want to go. We used to always go. Well, that was used to. I, I, I just don't care to anymore. And then he concludes by saying, Because man goeth to his long home, and the mourners go about the streets. In other words, the end of life is near. And again, just a beautiful illustration and an accurate illustration of God's word of the increasing physical limitations that come with old age. Which indicates to us that God's acknowledging that. God is acknowledging that as you get older, there are going to be these increased limitations. However, this is the good news. That's the bad news. The good news is, number two, God acknowledges that old age can still be productive. He says to Joshua, you're old and stricken. Okay? But at the same time, and I find this so encouraging, and there remaineth yet very much land to be possessed. God is saying... Joshua, don't rest on your laurels. Don't live in the past. Appreciate the past. Thank God for the past, the good memories, the good things that you've done. But it ain't over till it's over. There is land to be possessed. You can retire from work, as I said a while ago, but you never retire from ministry. And that's a good thing. Who wants to have a, in their old age, to have meaningless life that, the highlight of life is shuffleboard. You know, I mean, shuffleboard's fine, and there's certain things in old age you can't do that you used to do. But the good news is it doesn't mean that you can't do anything. Caleb was 85 when he said he wanted that mountain. And God tells Joshua, here towards the end of his life, there is still much to do. Now, based on the description of old age that we just looked at in Ecclesiastes, it's a reality that there are some things that you used to could do that people, as they get older, can no longer do. There are people in this room that used to play piano here that really, they would like to today, but as one told me, my, my fingers don't do what I tell them to do anymore. And that's what Ecclesiastes describes. There's people in this room that years ago would have been at an event early to set up and would stay late, but their health and their stamina just isn't there where it used to be. People in this room that used to teach a class and had the energy to do that, used to help with projects, maybe sing special, sing in the choir. There are some things that you can't do that you used to do that you used to enjoy doing. But understand this, old age is not the end of your productivity. Old age is just a time of transition. I love that, you know, God just knows how to encourage his saints. And Joshua's always been a man of action, living a very dynamic life. It's not boring. He's conquering. He's leading. He's solving problems. He's working with people. He's making mistakes when he made the deal with the people he shouldn't have made the deal with. But he's living a very dynamic life. And the good news is he could finish strong. And the good news is we can finish strong. Because in Scripture, God tells us the kinds of things we can do. 
in ministry in our old age. Surely, there are some things that we can not do that we used to do. But there are still some very vital things that you can do. That knowing this tonight, hearing this tonight, should, should encourage you. It, it should motivate you. I, I think it's so sad. Yeah, people as they get older, most of their life is behind them. Their memories are behind them. But it, it's sad to, this is my opinion, it, it's sad though to see some people, they, they just live in the past. You know, and as I get older, yeah, I've got more memories behind me, but I'm thinking about the future. And I'm thinking about tomorrow. And I'm thinking about next year and however long the Lord gives me. And that, that excites me and that, that energizes me. I, I think that gives me better health than if I were just laying around, you know, longing about the past and the things I wished I could do. No, it's not the end as you go into old age. You just tra- transition. And in many cases, you transition into something that is far better, far important, and is needed. So if you're one of those that kind of lament old age and just, you know, get depressed or feel sorry for yourself, no, don't do that. Number three, God tells us the kinds of things we can do in ministry in our old age. First, you can continue to grow and mature spiritually. 2 Corinthians 4, 15 and 16. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but though, here it is, listen, 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 listen. But though our outward man perish, we're getting older, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Some of the best growth I have seen in my over 40 years of ministry, some of the best years of growth that I have seen have been in older people. The nest is empty. They're no longer so much interested in what's on TV. They're not following sports like they used to. They're doing a more serious Bible study. They're reading more. They're studying more. They're, 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 they're in Sunday school. They're, uh, they're, they're soaking it all in. I mean, you don't have kids running around the house. You're not going to work every day. What a great opportunity to grow. The inward man is renewed day by day. And these can be some of the best years to increase your knowledge, to increase your wisdom, and to increase your faith. You've got time. And, and these days, I mean, Sharon and I, we watch a lot of uh, stuff on the computer. And I mean good stuff on, on, on the computer. There's all sorts of, on YouTube, Rabbi Zacharias. I, I've been, uh, there, there's some others that I've been introduced to today. We're, we're, when, you know, we're, we're doing a lot more of that than just watching Wheel of Fortune. And nothing wrong with watching Wheel of Fortune occasionally. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, think. You know, that stuff doesn't interest you like it did before anyway. You know, find stuff that is substantive, where, where you can grow. I, I've told you, my dad, in his, in his 80s, I think, grew more spiritually than he did all the previous 70 years. And, and there's, there's reason. So take, take advantage of that. I, I got this quote from Henry Ford. He said, anyone who stops learning is old, whether at 20 or 80. Anyone who keeps on learning stays young. The greatest thing in life is to keep the mind young. So 
don't be depressed. Don't be thinking about what you used to do. Just transition into something different, even better. You know, the, the Bible studies. I mean, you can listen to preaching. You can listen to it in your car. You, you can listen to all these, these lectures and, and what have you that, that will build your faith, that will give you knowledge to make you effective in, in dealing with people. You, you know, you, you, you see things going on around you that concern you, and you listen to some of these Christian theologians or watch them on YouTube, and... and you get answers. You say, oh, no wonder that guy's a Christian philosopher. That's smart. Wish I'd have thought of that. And, and, and that's, the, that's what I've been looking for. And you, and you share it with your wayward child. You use that argument or you plant that thought with, with your neighbor or whoever it might be because you are investing in something important. So God tells us that you can continue to grow and mature spiritually. Yet the inward man... Though the outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. So you can continue to grow and mature spiritually. Just get excited about it and do it. There's all sorts of opportunities for you to invest in yourself. And that's not a selfish thing. Invest in yourself so that you have something here to share with others. You got, you know, if you're retired especially, you know, you, you got time. And take advantage of that. Secondly... As you get older, you can continue to bear fruit. The righteous shall flourish, Psalm 92, 12. The the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. Boy, do we need to interpret that? They shall be fat and flourishing. We don't have to interpret that either. Both those statements are true. Bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. How encouraging is that if you're older? Especially if you've been prone to just thinking about all the things you can't do. And the Lord uses me tonight to remind you, wait a minute. These are some things that you used to couldn't do, the growth, the study, and whatever. Didn't have time, trying to raise a family, trying to make a living. That's something you can do now. Something else you can do now. You can bear fruit. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. Whether it's the fruit of righteousness, the Bible talks about, or the fruit of the Spirit, which the Bible talks about, or or, or the fruit of, of, of winning souls, soul winning fruit that may abound, you know, that is something that you are in a particularly, uh, you're in a good place to be able to do that now, possibly more than ever. Joshua, you're old and you're stricken, but there's still much for you to do. That, that should encourage every older person in this room. And who are the old people? It's anybody 15 years older than you. It's not you. It's people... President Garfield said this, If wrinkles must be written upon our brows, let them not be written upon the heart. The spirit should never grow old. may have wrinkles up here, but you shouldn't have wrinkles in here. A young, vibrant heart to bear fruit. And number three, 
and this is the one I really want to focus on. This is something that is specially given to older men and women in the church. You can teach those that are younger, and you can live a good example before them. Titus 2.2, that the aged men, again, the Bible acknowledging older men, that you be sober, that you be grave, that you be temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. And the aged women, not leaving you out, likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. That is particularly said of the older senior saints. Continuing on, verse number four, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Verse number six, young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded. In other words, men teach the younger men. Exhort, teach, to be sober-minded in all things, showing thyself you older men, a pattern of good works in doctrine showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity. Older Christians can be examples like nobody else. Older Christians can be teachers of the young like nobody else. Older Christians can be mentors. Think about this quote. In youth, We learn, in age, we teach. I don't think there's anything more wonderful in old age than having something to be excited about. Something to know that you can contribute. Don't let the devil mess with you saying that you're all washed up. No, you might not be able to play the piano anymore. No, you may not have the voice that you used to have. No, you may not have the stamina to come early and and stay late. But you do have the ability to mentor. You do have the ability to set the example. You do have the ability to teach as no one else does. I mean, ending on a high note, ending in a flourish. According to this, some of the most valuable people in the church are probably some of the people that are most depressed, most discouraged when the devil starts messing with us and just starts you focusing on what you used to do, but you can't do it anymore. Well, no, you may not be able to do that anymore. But guess what? Now you can do some things that maybe you used to couldn't do. Now you're in a position to mentor. You've got all of these life experiences. You're in a position to teach. You're in a position to set the example. And this is where I make the point to the younger people in the room tonight. I said I had a major point for you. It's right here. Younger people, seek out older, mature Christians as examples, as teachers, as mentors. Older, mature Christians. Now, i got to have this disclaimer. Sadly, not every older Christian is mature, but... I want to believe in this church, 99% of them are. 
And you younger people understand you've got a valuable resource there. You're struggling with raising kids. You're struggling with being a good wife. You're struggling with being a good husband. You're struggling trying to make ends meet. And here is a senior saint or a senior couple who can provide invaluable resources to you and encouragement. It goes back to what I said Sunday morning. You've got to be humble. You've got to be teachable. But according to Scripture, the aged women and the aged men are some of the best resources. You know, it's not just when it comes to church. It's not just the pastor standing in the pulpit or the assistant pastor. One of the greatest resources you young couples have are couples in this church who've, who've been there, who started off in that one-bedroom apartment and put cinder blocks and boards across it for bookshelves. Any of you ever been there? <laughs> you know? And, and you look at them and you think they are where they are when they started. No. And they can encourage you. They can give you some perspective. They, they can help you. Take advantage of them. Those that have raised kids that are serving the Lord or those that have made mistakes maybe with their kids, but they know what those mistakes are and they'll help you not to make them. What a wonderful resource is there at your, at your disposal. These last two quotes. One writer says, I love getting older. My understanding deepens. I can see what connects. That's a great statement. I can see what connects. I can weave stories of experience and apply them. I can integrate the lessons. And then, on a positive note, we do not quit playing because we grow old. We grow old because we quit playing. Don't quit playing. As long as you have breath. You might not be able to do as well things that you used to do. But if you think about it for a second, there are some things that you can now do a whole lot better than you used to do. Let that encourage you. Don't get depressed. Yeah, old age has, has its challenges and its problems. <laughs> Ecclesiastes nailed it. Can't see like you used to see. Your hands and arms don't do what they used to do. Leg trouble, fears, you know, all, all, can't see, can't hear. But to those same aged people, the Lord is saying, teach, set examples. So that says to the young people, watch their examples and listen to them teach. And it's a win-win for everybody in this room. Let's stand, please, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that the service was a blessing to you and that you were encouraged by God's Word. If you have any questions about Mile Baptist Church, please contact us anytime. You can find contact information on our website at myobaptistchurch.com. Thanks for listening.